You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob and Ty Bo. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Ty Bob, joined also by Ty Bo and Sean. By now, you know our Twitter handles and where to find us. If not, make oh, sure he's to not going to do it. He doesn't want to mess up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured we'd change it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us at the show. You can find all of our handles there. It's at Bob and Bo Show. Uh, give us a follow on on, uh, on YouTube. Subscribe. If you're there, we thank you. Um, uh, you and- know, I just uh, real quick, if you've only listened to us on audio platforms and wonder what we look like, if you haven't <laughs> gathered it from the the logo go ahead and watch us on youtube see what we look like sounds not on the logo so you can you can see yeah. him there yeah <clears throat> <laughs> um yeah well welcome back everyone we do have a chiefs show for you today uh we we didn't know where it was going to be located we didn't know what was going to happen uh we'll come to you with that news here shortly uh but to start off i have a grievance with Tybo. He wouldn't tell me what it grievance. was before the show. This is the first time I'm going to be hearing this. <laughs> Massive grievance. We we have some top fives. We'll get to them in the future. But Sean and I got a disturbing text from Tybo today, shortly before the show started. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm... Go ahead. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't have a lot to talk about this week pre-show, but... Uh, you know, we get this, we get this text from Tybo right shortly after we were talking about our TikTok views and, um, and he goes, I'm bumping nothing but Nickelback to get psyched for the pod. <laughs> nothing but Nickelback. Nothing. But like the only two albums, they're 2001 and 2005 albums. There's like six songs on there. Reven, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelback sucks. They've always sucked. <laughs> but isn't that a funny thing to say? Like, if, whether I was or wasn't listening to Nickelback, isn't that just like a funny thing to say? Like, yeah, because who does that? I wasn't being serious. <laughs> oh, I took you as one hundred percent being serious. <laughs> you look like a type of person that would bump Nickelback from their first album at the as soon as you wake up and start your day. Your alarm clock. You look like the type of person who has Nickelback as their alarm clock. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and admit this uh, oh, on no. air. Maybe this maybe this gets maybe this gets us some views, uh, <laughs> maybe some interaction. Uh, but I've told my wife this. I really haven't told anybody else this. Like not even my best friends. So my my first CD purchase in my entire life, like my own purchase, like listen to CDs that were my sisters and my mom's before, but the first one that was my own CD. I bought Nickelback Silver Side Up. <laughs> it's the it's the album that had How You Remind Me. This is how you that one. That it's got that song on there. Oh my. I I mean 2001, what? I was 6 years old. I bought it with my own money that I'd saved up from Shine and Shoes at at my dad's tuxedo shop. Impressive. <laughs> I bought it was my first like possession, really. Like he cherishes, cherishes it to myself. today. 
I don't have it. Still. He still has it. I don't have any he walks CDs. Around with it in his pocket. He doesn't even in have a pocket. CD player in his yeah. car, and he just takes it with him everywhere. Put it well, on a I chain, a wears it around his neck. Two thousand six, but I don't listen to CDs in my car. Oh my gosh! Okay, I have Spotify. So- I can listen to Nickelback whenever I want. Like. I any album, played, like, any I could. album. I could if you look. If I'm not you saying I do year, right now, currently in my life. At the end of 2021, when Spotify comes out with their top played list, you're gonna see Nickelback <laughs> on the top. I'll post of it. His- I'll post mine. I I will <laughs> swear to God, I will post my Spotify rap at the end of the year. You will not see Nickelback anywhere Nickelback on that top list. Top five, all five spots. <laughs> He'll be the number one streamer of Nickelback songs. No, I'm one percent fans. I'm in the top two percent of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers listeners worldwide. So. Okay, no grievance, no grievance there. That's it. Well, in the future, Tybo will be doing his top five artists of certain eras and certain genres. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. Nickelback one think... through five, any decade. I don't give nine. They had albums in the nineties. The... <laughs> Nickelback is anywhere near that top five, folks. I apologize for the grievances that he will cause with you as well. <laughs> and you cannot take his expertise seriously moving forward on any subject. I have better taste in music than that. Just wait and see. <laughs> I will say, you did You did say System of a Down <clears throat> and Creed. No grievances there. <laughs> what? Uh, you no <laughs> grievances with Creed? <laughs> I was... Creed, no, I like System of a Down. I was just saying with the song, Sean, when you when I hear the word psycho, I hear I think of the System of a Down song. Anyway, we're way off topic here, guys. Come on. That's where it should be. That's where it should be. We're riffing <laughs> here we out here. We're riffing out here. So listen, Chiefs game, we didn't know what was, if it was going to happen or not. And it, it was real serious. Obviously, Hurricane Ian ripped through at a Category 4. They were thinking it would landfall at a 3, and it stayed at a 4 and hovered. Good news is for the Chiefs game, at least, um, is that Tampa was not necessarily affected. Hurricane Ian moved uh, more southeast um, uh, and then made its way north through Florida. All of our thoughts and prayers are with everybody in Florida right now. Uh, Tampa, uh, really the only issues that we can see of uh, of late are power issues. Um, and the bay uh, is still missing quite a bit of water uh, from the reverse surges. Uh, with that news, the NFL did announce this afternoon that the game, uh, Kansas City against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, would go <clears throat> forward in Tampa. They had the uh, the emergency clauses for both New Orleans and Minnesota. Minnesota was going to be the number one destination. Could it not have happened in Tampa? Well, there's a lot of things going on. You don't we we still don't know. They're still trying to restore power as of this afternoon. At least 500,000 people in Tampa were were without power. The uh, bay had about four and a half feet high uh, filled with water, but they did start to open up the gates and the fuel terminals. So it is good news that the uh, the the water inlet is coming in uh, smoothly. There's no crashing. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if there's any infrastructure damage anywhere. Uh, but hopefully uh, over the next couple of days, since they have a few, they'll get everything kind of taken care of and the game will be able to proceed as normal. There's like a, there's an incredible amount of 
linemen, the people that restore power lines and work up there, up in the up in the skies and shit. <laughs> There's a bunch of those guys down there getting ready to get to work. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure my cousin and his crew are are some of the guys that are down there uh, coming out of Missouri. Uh, they're catastrophe uh, linemen. So thoughts and prayers to out, out to those guys as well, staying safe and um, making sure that uh, they get power restored to everyone down there. Um, Cause some of the pictures uh, and videos, I mean, we've got sharks swimming in the middle of the streets. We got houses floating. There's a walrus on the sidewalks in Fort Myers. Absolutely ridiculous. Dude, is that, that's not real. No, that was real. It was a hundred percent real. There's a walrus on the streets of Fort Myers. Set your sources. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> right. I think it had to be like one of the ABC channels. It, it was, it was blue. It was checkmarked. Oh. Okay. Uh, there was, also, I mean, I saw it too, but like, I, what are, do walruses live in wa- warm waters? Like they don't live in the Caribbean. Walruses live in like cold places. Florida is the Caribbean. <clears throat> yes, it splits the the the. Yeah. I know what you're saying. The Caribbean um, Sea and, yeah, wal- and the Atlantic Ocean. Walrus do. Uh, there are different types of walrus that live in different areas, much like penguins. You would think as penguins as being a, a cold weather animal, but there are some that live in Africa. Not Florida. <laughs> Can live in Florida. At the zoo. <laughs> take take uh, everything with a grain of salt. Type of. There you go. Uh, anyways, we do have an injury report before we kick off our um, preview show for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Dana is finally practicing. He was a non-participate non-participant in Wednesday's practice. Uh, however, he was a light practice today, which is Thursday. McCall Hardman the same. Chris Jones was out on Wednesday due to personal reasons, but was a full practice today. Now, Ronald Jones, due to an illness, who has is active. He has been a healthy scratch for the last three weeks. Did not practice yesterday or today. Harrison Butker was a light practice on Wednesday with a non-practice today. I believe it was rest. Uh, MVS, he apparently came away with an abdomen injury after Sunday's game. He was a light practice on Wednesday, he did not practice today. Very telling. Uh, Juju and Andrew Wiley were both full participants yesterday and today. Tampa uh, has a few issues of their own. Tom Brady had the uh, right ring finger issue. He was a full participant in both days. Russell Gage was a light practice in both days. Chris Godwin was a light practice on Wednesday with a rest day today. Uh, from all reports and indications, he will at least be playing uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Um, Akeem Hicks was a non-participant in both days. Uh, Julio was a light participant both days. Brashad Perriman, receiver, uh, non-participant either day. And tackle Donovan Smith was a light participant on both days. Uh, so very telling injuries, a lot of receiver issues coming out of Kansas City with receiver issues coming out of Tampa Bay as well. 
What are, Sean, what are your initial thoughts on the injury report for Kansas City and Tampa Bay? Uh, first thought, whenever I was reading through it, I thought it said ring finger for Tom Brady, and I thought that was referring to his marriage as he gets every Wednesday off. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a misconception for my part. He hasn't um, taken those. Giselle, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't taken those. He hasn't taken looked at it. He cares more it's, about the team. He's there to win. Yeah, he doesn't care about his supermodel wife either as much. Okay. Uh, well, for us, McCole Hardman, I feel like did not practice limited participant. I feel like if he plays, he's going to be limited no matter what. That could be good for us. Let the other receivers get a little bit more playing time. Let them get out there. Try to get some, some more chemistry because you know Pat has some, a little, at least a little bit of chemistry with McCole. Uh, hopefully, he can get some more with some other players. Looks like Bucker could be back next week. Probably not going to play this week after we just signed another kicker to our practice practice squad. And looks at good that Andrew Wiley is a full participant. He's serviceable for us. He's he's what we need over there at right tackle. So that, I love I love that for us. And Buccaneers love seeing Akeem Hicks out still. I feel like he would give us a little bit of trouble there. But everybody else, their receivers looks like they're going to be back at least they may not be fully healthy but they have some receivers there i for one would like to see mccall sit it, i mean i i think there's a lot of people that might share that opinion considering what we saw in the colts game like i mean it was it was obvious um and i mean andy came out and even said that ob and McColl were dealing with some stuff. So at least for McColl, I understand why we're, we're keeping Orlando Brown in there. Like what comes after him isn't necessarily like with the struggles we're already having, we don't want to, we don't want to lose him. No. Um, but McColl, let, let somebody up and let somebody else step up and, and take that role for, you know, a game that should have been, I don't want to say a piece of cake, but, you know, in hand. Um, but I, I would rather see him just like get healthy, come back and be effective than keep doing this. Like if we see what we saw in the Colts game, like Kansas city is going to be upset. Uh, so, and if, if, if MBS's MVS's injury is serious enough, like let him go ahead and sit. Like we got Juju, we have guys below them that, you know, a need to build rapport with Pat and B have skills. Like, you know, let's, let's see if they can start getting some separation. Yeah. One of the things on Twitter uh, that was going around today with uh, McColl's issues, even without McColl having issues, people were calling uh, for more of sky more um, given the issues persisting from last week's special teams, um, do you guys have confidence that Sky Moore can take over McColl's position? Um, or should we expect to see maybe more two tight end sets if it comes down to that? Again, McColl um, takes up nearly or close to 70% of the snaps uh, every single week. Yeah, speaking about formations, I'd even like to see three tight end formations. And I, I would like to see him mix it up even more because I feel like 
a lot of what I saw against the Colts, we got stagnant with formations. I think that's what people are complaining about in these play calls. Like it's we're running out of the gun and we don't look like we're, you know, trying to keep them guessing. We're just, we're, we're throwing at them what we throw at them. Um, but week one and two, um, I guess not so much in the Chargers game, but definitely in Arizona, like we were in the strong eye formation. Yeah. Like we were mixing up the formations more often. Um, so that's more, that's what I want to see. Like three tight end sets would be dope with us. Like Noah Gray, Jody Forts, and Travis Kelsey, like put some athletes on the field. Let's mix it up. Like, I don't know. Let five, me be five, offensive coordinator. Let me call the damn players. <laughs> God damn it. Andy, you need a new OC? There you go. Tybo's got you. <laughs> I mean, a five wide set with three tight ends, with the three tight ends that we do have, that'd be pretty nasty. I mean, that's – I don't know. Any five, any five receiver sets in, in today's game, it's got to be a quick throw. Like, yeah. Or else you – or else it's like you got to be banking on a scramble. Like – I mean, <laughs> I was thinking more of like uh, single back or I form three tight end, right. like the the traditional, the yeah. traditional. We don't do things traditionally in Kansas City anymore. We don't. We have, but some of, some of that some of that stuff works. Like, and it's no nice to mix action. in with the type of offense that we do run. It's nice to mix in. Like I don't. Instead of the putting in the gadget plays and the trick plays and the RPOs, I don't know. Like, I mean, RPOs are nice. Like, Pat's nice at those. But like, we saw the the throwback to Pat against the Colts, and I mean, it worked out for us. Like, we wanted the deep shot. We had a we had a route going deep, but we settled for Noah Gray. Um, I mean, it it worked, but it's just like people come to expect that stuff from us now. Sometimes getting back to the basics, like, can help you out. And then, boom, Pat, take a shot. Like, I mean. That's that's good. We do need to get back to the basics a little bit. Um, That said, what what would be um, two keys to the game for each of you? I'm going to go with uh, defense first. And the defense, the secondary needs to come to play. A lot of rookies out there for us going against Tom Brady. <clears throat> He's going to try to pick on all of them. They need to come up, show show out, prove that they should be NFL players for us right now because Chris Jones hates Tom Brady. He's going to get pressure up the middle. They have most of their middle offensive linemen out. Their main one is out uh, center. He's out for the year. They have to get pressure up front. They're going to force pressure up front, all the crazy blitzes they're bringing out, but the secondary needs to come to play. I just want to see one good shot on Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Big George's first sack against Tom Brady. Really fuck him up. Somebody's calling that every week, though. Like, eventually somebody's going to be right. <laughs> the key for the offense, keep it simple. Do what you do. You know you're gonna going against a great defense. They are talking like it's gonna be a replay of the Super Bowl a few years ago with Pat running around everywhere. But this is a new offensive line. That new offensive line has to be pissed off at that because they are not the same offensive line that we had there. They are much better. And he come out and prove it. This is prime time 
Sunday Night Football. This has to be, hopefully, it will be one of the best primetime games we have this year because all of them are terrible. So, I'm going to go sim on offense is going to be something similar. Um, it, being able to get into a, get the offense and Pat and his receivers into a rhythm. Um, it's going to have, it's going to be a collective effort with the players on the field and play calling. Um, but we need to, we need to cut the shit out there and get into a rhythm. Like Sean is saying, keep it simple. Like we were just talking about, um, you know, it's, it's, it's simple in my mind. We have the players, we have the talent, just make it, you know, make it flow. We got we got good we got a good team. Um, on defense, it's uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the linebacker play. Um, we know who Nick Bolton is, but I we need to see uh, Darius Harris keep it up. You know the Colts and Jonathan Taylor are no joke, but Tampa Bay is a little bit different in my mind. You know, that's a Super Bowl contender right there. Yeah. Um, for me, defensively, it's going to be pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. The defense or the offensive line for Tampa has not been good this year. Tom Brady um, is has one of the lowest times to throw for any quarterback. Uh, it was bottom five, which fares well against our young um, and hungry defensive line, as well as we talked about last week with Spags mi- mixing it up with the blitzes, sending in corners and safeties, not just linebackers. Um, so that's going to be a big one. Do not give Tom enough time to throw. Uh, really show out this defensive line um, that everybody thinks we have, that I said I think we have. Um, offensively, it's going to be uh, getting the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Just get the ball out. Figure out what is working and stick with it. As we saw the last couple of weeks, offensively, there have been massive struggles. Uh, through three weeks, we have one of the better uh, pass blocking lines. And last week, or excuse me, run blocking lines. And last week, both run blocking and pass blocking was awful. Um, let's get back to the roots. We have, we have a very good run blocking offensive line. Let's get this offensive or the pass pass blocking offensive portion figured out and um let's give pat a little bit of time to get the ball out but he also needs to speed that process up a little bit um knowing that we've got a few receivers out how uh, not out but injured um how do you see andy and eric b enemy patrick mahomes operating uh, the field come Sunday. I mean, it's not usually us, but it's it's what the trend has been this year: short passes. Um, I, Clyde caught five balls last last game, um, so um, I want to see I want to see better routes. I want to see more routes than just a swing pass or the 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 curl around check down um angles outs and ins like let's 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 mix it up with him 
Um, maybe they do that. Maybe they don't, but I, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's the only way I feel like it really does get into a rhythm. Like even if these receptions are three and four yards down the field, like that's all you have to average on a play to get a first down three to four yards. So, um, I, I, I feel like, um, to be able to build that rhythm, that's where they're going to go. It's going to be short, quick passes. Like you're saying, get the ball out of Pat's hands. I've, I really feel like that's what's coming um, on Sunday. Sean, should we expect to see more RPOs or play action than usual this week, given um, some of the injury issues we have? I can see more RPOs, but I can't see more play actions. We're just not running the ball enough to effectively have play action. So until we start doing that more efficiently and more than just a little bit during the game, then I can see more play actions. But right now, definitely a lot more RPOs. Get the ball out of Pat's hands fast. Get the receivers in open space. Let them let the receivers do what they're paid to do is make plays. Do you and and if you do, do you see the um, Kansas City Chiefs picking up the run game? Uh, at any point in this season, really, obviously Clyde only had seven carries last week and it was for a whopping zero yards, uh, because the offense was just so poor. Do you see them picking that up at some point in, in this season? And if so, when do you think that'll be? I think the main time that they're probably going to pick it up is right before the buy or right after the buy. They may start, start doing that again in a little bit more, but they're gonna be a passing team they do not want to do they do not want to run the ball they would much rather pass the ball but we'll see we'll see if they actually pick it up well it goes back to the whole reason why pat wanted clyde like he wants to he wants as many receiving options as as he can um i mean he's he's creative um i mean he's one of the players that you know, has helped the game change. Um, I'm not going to say he's the only reason for it. Um, quarterback talent is insane compared to what it used to be. Um, no offense to any of the greats, but, you know, the game's different. And they, all the, everybody that really talks football, I, I mean, I guess there's some new personalities out there that'll say like pass, 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 but like, most most everybody that talks about football say you got to establish the run game. Like you got to have a run game to be successful in the NFL. Um, and I I think that stuff picks up usually for us like at the end of the year. Um, usually when we hopefully usually when we have a record that is going to put us in the playoffs, and uh, we rely on just the big maulers up front to just kind of carry games and grind out the clock and. Um, not put some of the receiving guys uh, at risk of injury very often in the game. Um, so the running game is usually like safer. Um, I saw some cool stats that came from at Lance, the spoken on Twitter today. Usually he, he has some weird stuff to say. And on, on the other times, he's got some really cool stuff um, that you guys should all check out. Uh, but he gave us some stats uh, from Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady uh, through their first 11 playoff games. Obviously, this is not a playoff game, um, but I think the stats really tell the tale 
of how these two players' careers have gone in uh, up into today's showdown. Um, there are only a couple of stats that we have here where Tom Brady is better at than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, number one, that being in the record. Uh, in the playoffs through the first 11 games, Tom Brady is 10-1 and one where Pat is 8-3. and three. And Tom also has a better stat in opponents held to 21 points or less. Obviously, that's not a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady stat. That's a defensive stat. But opponents held to 20, 21 points or less through 11 games. Tom Brady's teams have done that eight times, while the Chiefs during Patrick Mahomes' era have done that only four through 11 games. They don't hold the Chiefs to under 21 points. Hell no. Um, but everywhere else. Except in the Pat- Super Bowl. <laughs> everywhere else, Patrick Mahomes uh, leads. Um, that's uh, passing yards, touchdowns. He does have more interceptions, but he has 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions, where Tom has 17 touchdowns to five interceptions. Pat leads him in yards per average, QBR, uh, 300 plus yard games, three plus touchdown games, um, uh, quarterback rating, 30 plus point games, double digit wins. Patrick Mahomes leads Tom Brady in all of these areas in which he can 100% control in those capacities. Um, obviously, Tom did start in a different era, but what would you guys say, knowing some of that information going into uh, Sunday's game, how it will play out? I mean, Tom's Tom's just in a different stage of his career right now. I, I understand he threw for 5,300 yards last year, um, but, you know, he's old, okay? He's, he's treated differently than Patrick Mahomes. Like, we try to keep Patrick Mahomes as safe as possible, but, like, Tom Brady's not running and scrambling as much as Patrick Mahomes. He's not playing like Patrick Mahomes is. Um, Pat's going to get a little bit more stationary the later he <laughs> he gets, the older he gets. Um, but I don't, like, Tom Brady's not going to have as much yards as Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. The, their defense is going to have to make the plays to, to win them the game because Tom Brady's not winning a shootout with Patrick Mahomes at this point in his career. And this defense, it like, through week three has shown us that they can make things happen. We have the highest or one of the highest pressure rates. Um, Chris Jones is tied for with Aaron Donald for interior lineman pressures. Um, so we have a we got a solid defense, and there's no way uh, Tom Brady has better stats than Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Win or lose, um, you know that's just the way it's going to be. Pat Mahomes had better stats than Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always going to happen. Yeah, sure. I'm excited. I'm just ready to see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm excited to see Tampa come together for this, for the city, for the hurricane, everything that's going on there. Just ready for that to don't be. Don't put playing into that storyline. You want no, Tampa Bay to win, don't you? No, no. I'm just gonna be excited <laughs> to see something good happen for Tampa right now. Yeah, they're gonna get their the spirits crushed right there. They're gonna get the spirits crushed, unfortunately, and lose. But 
it'd be fun, man. It's for, uh, Sunday Night Football. I'm excited. I love Sunday Night Football and I hate it because it's at the end of the day and you just get done watching seven hours of commercial free football and you got another one and then commercials come on. He itself oh. has no commercials. Damn. <laughs> that throws you off so bad. But yeah, prime time. Pat shows up in prime time. Chris Jones hates Tom Brady. Gonna be a great game. Yeah, I mean, Chris Jones could be in his face all night. All night. I feel all like. <laughs> yeah. All night. I don't think that offensive line with as bad as they have been is gonna be able to keep up with Chris Jones. Double, triple team, throw a running back and a tight end on him too. Doesn't matter. I think he's gonna be. I in have the face a feeling Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still in the bottom of the league in like. Uh, seconds to pass or whatever that stat was you were talking about. Time to throw. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's still bottom five. Yeah. Great to see. Where are we? Do you, Are you looking at it? Yeah, I can pull it up. Uh, while I pull oh, that stat up, um, is there anything else specifically you guys wanted to talk about before we jumped into our solo game breakdown and picks? I hope everybody that's dealing with lingering stuff can get healthy. Um, I want to reiterate if anybody on the chief's coaching staff is listening, like give him a hole, <laughs> give, give him a hole. Oh my God. <laughs> give, give him a call, a little bit of a rest, man. Like let, let some other players uh, get some opportunities. I know it's Tampa Bay, but like it's Pat a long season. Get, Pat can get the ball to anybody too. Like Pat was getting the ball to Demarcus Robinson. Like, <laughs> Anybody. Anybody. He's had what? Almost every game with eight plus different receivers? Usually. You don't see that too often. No, it's he's hitting quite a few receivers. And with that, Pat does have the eighth highest uh, time to throw with 2.81 seconds. Uh, so he is top 10 in that He's, category. We're top 10 in that category? We're top 10. So I'm You sure that's given, not bottom 10? That's that not. is that is top 10. Uh the the few quarterbacks that, only have 2.8 seconds to throw. There are only there are only two quarterbacks with uh three seconds. Uh or excuse me, three quarterbacks with three seconds or a little bit more. Um that is Lamar Jackson with 3.02 <laughs> seconds. Daniel Jones with 3.13 seconds. He's got a good left tackle. Yeah. And Justin Fields with 3.06 seconds. Well, he's got a small sample. Bad dog. He's got a small sample size. His receivers are also really bad. They just can't get open. Yeah. Can I bring something up real quick? Go ahead. I'm watching the dolphins Bengals game right now. And the most accurate quarterback, according to Tyree Kill, just threw an interception. To Tyreek Hill, where Tyreek had to stop mid-stride and come back to it and completely stop. Like, that's a big shock. So the Bengals Bengals intercepted it? Yeah. Bengals got it. Threw a pass deep to Tyreek. Okay. Tyreek had to stop his route completely for the ball. Bengals came up and got it. And didn't catch the ball. Shocker. The most accurate. His best plays were as a chief. Like, oh, for sure. No question. Uh, that that statement will be true at the end of his career. Yeah. Well, boys, are we ready to pick them? 
Hell yeah. Kaibo, give me your quick breakdown of how you think the game will go and give me a score. The Kansas City Chiefs will be playing in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers uh, had a line of, I believe they were favored by three and a half points just three days ago. That has gone down all the way to being a one-point favorite, Tampa Bay. 31-28. Chiefs. I like that. I think it'll be a low-scoring first half, and they'll really pick it up in the third and fourth, and it'll come down late. But I'm going to go Chiefs 27-24. Wendy Reed does not typically lose multiple games in a row. Um, they're usually spread out by at least one game. Um, he, he is known for that. However, I think there are some woes on this Chiefs team with our protection. Um, not being able to run the ball. We've got the injury issues along with tons of first-year receivers in the Andy Reid system. Uh, I think those woes are going to continue, uh, even with the likes of... Uh, um, uh, oh, goodness. His name now escapes my mind. Uh, some of the receivers being out. Um, I think I think they're Mike still going to have a... Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Julio there Jones. we go. Chris Godwin, Julio. Uh, Mike Evans will be in. Um, but uh, I, think, I think offensively, our struggles are still going to continue. Again, last week was rock bottom. I think we're going to look much, much better. Uh, but I expect Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay to win this game 33-27. to 27. He's doing my tactic of picking the team he doesn't think is going to win <laughs> to, try and, to try and get back and uh, pick them. It's the only thing he can do. Because a, a, a true Chiefs fan is going to pick the Chiefs every single game. Every damn game. Somebody okay, boo this now, man. Now, now underscore you sound Bob like, underscore. Yeah, Boomy, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, I'm not a typical Chiefs fan. I, I be like realistic. being disappointed sometimes. I don't. I hate that. I, back to the old I like so realistically, like, you know, I, I I set their record at like 13 wins, so you got to lose four games in the season. Right? Right, we're going to pick against them. So, but like yeah. every week in the week, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that is a con- that is a consistent theme on this show is that we will always everybody who's on here will always say that the Chiefs will lose a couple of games through the season and not go 17 and 0 yet continue to pick the Chiefs every single care. freaking week. I don't care. Every don't single care. freaking week. I zero care. Don't care. I'm going to be a realist this year. I will take that loss and pick up like I will take that loss in my pickup. All every it will week. be. And I'm plus, still winning. Even, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, and even if we win, I'm going to be ecstatic. And when we lose, I'm still going to be just as sad. I don't care about my people, but you obviously do. This is this is. It's what I think's going to happen, man. It's what I think's going to happen. It sucks. It sucks. It doesn't feel good starting off the week like that. We thank you all for joining us. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, uh, Bob and Bo Show. Use that same handle on Twitter to find us. You can find all of our handles on there. Give us a follow. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you subscribed. Since you're coming back all the time anyways, uh, hit the bell notification wherever you get your podcasts on audio platforms. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.